Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Being aware of the awareness practice. As usual, there'll be three bells. One I'll ring in just a minute. Second bell midway, and then the final bell an hour from now. Perhaps we'll start this morning with a poem from Salan Harkin, a book of poetry called Susceptible to Light. This poem is called Ask Properly. Ask Properly. God pulled away from my heart, like taking the sunshine from the flower to teach me an important lesson about desire. Of course, I utterly wilted, but thought I had to appear undemanding, accommodating, needless. I said something flat like, okay, okay, go on your way then, I'll be just fine. On the inside, I was both burning and withering like singed straw. I know better now. Next time, God, I'll grab you by the collar and say, don't you dare go. Send me a million roses, cover me with your light, drown me in your beauty again and again. I want you, I want you, I want you. The only thing greater than you is my desire for you. Give me your entire heart. God wants us to claim our desire and learn how to ask properly for what we want.
as we take some deep belly breaths and really invite in the settling, the relaxation. We can notice something's noticing. Perhaps we can also notice that there is plenty of objects arising in the field of awareness, which awareness, awareness notices. There's the sound of rain here, pretty heavy. The remnants of Hurricane Ida making its way north. I'm told. Thunder. There's the feel of our legs on the surface, our back. Whatever position our jaw is in, whether it's relaxed, at ease, or kind of Tensely locked back in position. Other sounds, myriad sensations. <coughs> and the noticing can drift up to mind, listening in on whatever background story is playing. Whether it's just kind of replaying yesterday or actively imagining today, beyond this moment, later, tomorrow. And we can. This is odd, isn't it? We can hear the imagining. Yet you can actually sense into the imagination in the form of mental chatter. Maybe some disease in the body that goes along with it. And so the potential difference between this time together and the time today beyond this hour is in this time together, we really kind of give full 
the tension to the desire to let everything be just as it is. The purpose is not to get rid of thoughts, but to include not just the thought, but to include the thought that there's thoughts to get rid of. Not to get rid of maybe tight sensations in the body or anxieties or nervousnesses or holdings of one sort or another. But to welcome not just those, but the thought that they're not wanted. The thought that they're not welcome. We just lay it all down. Let it all be here. Release our attachment to things being any certain way. And we do that by allowing the, the attachments that show themselves to be present right now. We just radically embrace this moment. We're only ever asked to accept this moment, just this one. Exactly as the universe is bringing it. And radically accepting this moment includes radically accepting the interpretation of this moment as either good or bad or boring or exciting. We just sink into surrender. Beingless, opening,
perhaps I'll read a little bit from Helen Hamilton, Dissolving the Ego. Contemplating chapter 11 this week, which is called Tuning into the Awareness. She writes, each morning we notice that we are awake. And that sense of being awake before any other thoughts come is the focus of this practice. The key with this practice is to notice that sense of awakeness and exclude all other sensations and thoughts. It is important to know that you can only pay attention to one thing at a time. So if you are noticing the sense of awakeness, then you are automatically excluding everything else. You do not have to make an enormous effort to keep thoughts out of your mind. As this is simply not possible. It is enough to pay attention to what you are, which is this awakeness. Each morning, something seemingly wakes up from sleep. We just assume that this is, quote, me, which is a sense of being someone. It feels like, quote, I am awake. If we really slow things down and look at what happens when we wake up, we can see that there is this awakeness present even before our eyes open and before the thought, I am awake now, comes. In truth, all we really know for sure is that something is awake. Some sentience is here, seems to wake up. Some intelligence is here and is aware of its surroundings. If we can disregard thinking about what we are, then we will notice that all we really know is that something woke up and this basic sense of awakeness is within us throughout the day until we go to sleep at night. As we focus on this awakeness only, we will find peace. But if we hold on to the idea, I am awake, we will be perpetuating this sense of being a separate person.
So we can look right at this awakeness. This intelligence. And even though the attention continually returns to the awakeness, the broader intelligence, the broader awareness, the broader awakeness, still takes in all of the sensory data, isn't it? There's no confusion about the position of the body, where the hands are, how the feet are splayed. There's an immediate awareness of the space in the room, the objects and the emptiness, the sounds, smells, the tastes, what the absence of them. Like every metric is still not only incoming, but being cognized, assimilated, known. We can look right at that awakeness. And what do we look with? We look with awakeness. The awakeness looks right at itself. And it just marbles. It's a welling up of not just peace, but gratitude, fascination, wonder, and awe. Look right at this awakeness and notice it is not asking for anything, is it? It's not judging anything. 
not waiting for anything. It is not that continual voice of next, okay, next, okay, next. It is just here and here and here. Open, alert, luminous, available. So again, from chapter 11, tune into the awakeness. Each morning, something seemingly wakes up from sleep. 
some sentences here. Seems to wake up some intelligences here. And is aware of its surroundings. Okay, so as you move about the day, thoughts will come and go and distract attention to the sense of being me that is living my life. It is important to take time each day to notice that the sense of awakeness that we noticed first is still here. We have to be awake and conscious where we can have any thoughts run through our brain. We have to be awake to even get distracted. Notice how you always have this sense of awakeness with you during the day. This is in fact why it is called the waking state. Stay in that simplicity. Make no attempt to define what you are. So we can confirm for ourselves that when we wake up, something seemingly inside is awake even before we open our eyes. That sense of suddenly being present. Something comes online. There's a knowingness, an awareness. That essential aliveness is the through line through the day. When we take attention, and notice a thought came in, a sensation's here. And just gently return attention to that baseline awakeness, that alertness, that awareness. And we can notice that the thoughts can just drift on by or stay. We're not trying to control or manipulate. 
we're just resting in the awakeness, the alertness, the awareness. As we, as we allow attention to just continually return to that awakeness, that awareness. You notice that that's that place of stillness that doesn't come and go. That doesn't race around like thoughts, like feelings, like emotions, stories. And only we can return attention in such a way that it confirms that that's what's always present. It is the nature of attention to get captured and drawn out by the next shiny object, be it seemingly internal or external. And only we can decide what we want to gently release that, bring it back to the baseline awakeness, awareness. And notice that that place of the, from where the looking happens does not get disturbed by what objectively may be considered uncomfortable or disturbing thoughts or feelings. That undercurrent of calm, open, alertness, awakeness just remains. Where are we putting our attention? I find often with this practice, I can 
I can, I can seemingly get a little mental about it and forget to read. Forget to bring a big anchoring belly breath. When we exhale a little longer than we inhale, we elongate the exhalation. We send the nervous system cues of safety. We bring tone to the vagus nerve. That allows the whole system to just kind of settle in. Brings a little more ease, a little more access to presence. Again, we're not trying to control the experience or manipulate it. We're not trying to have some certain kind of way that this plays out. We're just letting all of that expectation and attachment stuff run if it's running. Just let it be. Notice the awakeness, the awareness is utterly unaffected by whether the mind is racing or the mind is quiet. We can just continue to gently notice if mind is <laughs> getting back in the picture. Maybe it's telling us we're doing a good job. It's good, it's going okay. Maybe it's telling us, oh, this is awful. We've got a million thoughts. We just bring awareness to that chatter and let it be. We notice 
if there's a secondary chatter that wants to get rid of something, you let that be. And it can often be a tertiary chatter. But then kind of mutters, you're just never going to get this. You're just never going to get this. Why don't you go get a cup of tea? We can look right at that chatter and notice that that fundamental awakeness and awareness not affected at all. We can even get a sense of the choice of where to put attention on the thoughts that keep moving. There's nothing less stable than a thought. They come, they go, they come, they go, they come. What sees the thought? To what do the thoughts appear? And we notice by putting attention and that which does not come and go allows the body some space, allows the peace to just kind of slowly seep in. So I'll continue on Helen Hamilton. She writes under the heading, the practice of tuning into the awakeness. As we have said before, you can only be aware of one thing at once. 
So it is important to know what to focus on. Most of the day, our focus is automatically going to our sense of identity as a me and the thoughts that pass through, quote, my mind. Therefore, we must take some time each day to sit and notice only this sense of awakeness that is present. It is here all the time, but we must choose it willingly. To choose it, we must only notice it and keep redirecting our attention over and over. Back to it when, folk, when focus wanders. At some point, there might even be kind of an attitudinal relaxation where when thoughts come, there's less of a, ah, uh, and more of a, ah, uh, okay, there's a thought. What notices that? I can't be the thought. The thought comes and goes. I don't come and go. It's not my experience. My experience is. I'm here the whole time. What sees the thought? Every thought that comes during meditation is the opportunity to confirm the awakeness that was here before it. Every single one. So the point isn't to develop some superhuman ability to focus on one thing. I don't, I just don't think attention and awareness is, is built that way. But the opportunity is to notice that when attention goes out, you notice that. The awakeness was there first. That allows a little less focus on the thought or the feeling and a returning home or relaxing, a sinking in. Not to make sinking in the new attached goal that then we give ourselves a hard time about not maintaining. No. No, it's just the slow and steady confirmation of what's always here. What's here first during the thought and then after that thought's gone. Not one thought we had at the beginning of this meditation do we have now. We have different ones. We don't have a different awakeness, awareness. 
and only we can confirm that for ourselves. And in so doing, strengthen the neural pathway that brings us back to presence. And weaken the neural pathways that have us jump to every new stimuli.
And just notice wherever mind is right now, whatever the thoughts are, check the awakeness there, it's seeing it. The awareness is still present. Is it affected by any of it? Or is it just the steady, constant, alert, spacious awakeness that we woke up this morning? That intelligence that will process and perceive all the different comings and goings today. The comings and goings will change constantly. The awakeness will be in exactly the same position tonight when we head back to sleep. The practice, the opportunity is to confirm that for ourselves. Different points throughout the day, whenever the question arises, is anything that has happened, is anything that has transpired affected this awakeness, this awareness? Or is it still open and spacious, patient, welcoming? That is what is fundamental. That is what doesn't come and go. And that is the place to which return is always available, beckoning, welcoming. <laughs>